course. I'd Just love that. I like to play me instrument. I mean, yeah, but like the hardest music uh, sure, like ever made for a rock band. If I was in the band, that'd be band. the least of my concern at that point. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even make it to the fucking tryout. I mean, yeah. You know, so it's just it's uh, it's just just speaks to the uh, endurance, I suppose, of the. I mean, you know, players. You think that Frank Zappa's following up. was on drugs? Probably, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the, because I feel like it would enhance my experience. Yeah, I mean, oh, for sure. I, I got no no illusions about that. I'm here to tear down <laughs> everything around you. Listen, folks. <laughs> Are we going? Oh, damn, we're going. Okay, hey, this is great. We been we've been taking a little. It's been a while. It's been a while. But it feels really great if you found us. This is musical propaganda. Episode eleven. It, yeah, I forgot how I many mean, episodes we did. Jeez, right? That sounds about right to me. I'm going with it. I know. I'm just lost at this point. If you are here, yeah. If you're here, if you made it, this is a show where. Uh, well, I guess let me break it down. I'm kind of the more like critical guy, you know, and I, I like uh, I like the sonic sonic aspects of the music, you know. I like a lot of instrumental music. That's me. I'm Brandon, and I am Neil. And I guess we found out over these last ten episodes that I tend to go for more of the songwriting perspective of things. And what ends up happening throughout the portion of this podcast will we is we are showing each other songs that's right songs that i haven't heard songs he hasn't heard and if we're lucky the most fun part songs we've never heard that's right and you know brandon yeah i just kind of want to dive right into it you know yeah i want to just get into oh you're aching i just want to get into this opening dynamic that we discussed of yeah. you being the sort of sonic landscape aficionado critic critic and uh i am sort of coming at it from the lyrics or the songwriting um i would even argue maybe songs as a craft and in their whole because i mean i'm not ruling out the music but i can get by with just an acoustic guitar and words oh hell yeah whereas i feel like it might be a little tougher to win you over definitely i think that if you're gonna if you're hitting that you know, you got to be doing something extra. Got to be doing something kind of special. If it's if you just landed on yourself and an acoustic guitar, you know, not to say that that I myself have never done just that and landed right there, uh, but I hold other music to a higher higher standard than my own music. So sorry, it's what? 2020. We have to, I think. Well. Don't you think that uh, when we were talking off mic, and I hate to bring this up because it was off mic, but you said, hey, the bar is Bob Dylan. That's right. The bar for music and for like rock music is Led Zeppelin, is Frank Zappa. The bar has been set. So with regards. Yeah, it's high. And with regards to songwriting and stuff, would that imply that everything that's been said or needed to be said has been said? Or like, 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 what, like, I guess I'm struggling to understand what I would need to do. Of course, if I'm going to do the Bob Dylan thing, which I couldn't even articulate what in God's name that is, because there's a few different Bob Dylans throughout history, but um, I'm just curious. Like, I, I think I'm saying something different. I'm saying like a simple, straightforward song I don't think is going to win you over. Uh, no, I don't think so either. 
It might though. Sometimes it just hits the it just hits the right part of the brain. I don't know. You know. Well, let's just do me a favor then for the next at least couple episodes. Let's sort of treat lyrics and the expression of those lyrics as more of a Russian doll than anything an instrument can really achieve. So like we can really unpack a statement and a mindset that we can really dive into because at the end of the day, if, if language is nuanced, which we all know it is, and language has its own problems uh, just amongst being a human being and expressing yourself, well, if that's the case, then imagine what happens when you get a instrument involved because then you're cutting out the language which was maybe the problematic thing so then you're expressing yourself through language through an instrument because that's you know what i'm saying so you're getting that extra layer and that's why i'm wondering if like we can come to terms of like well maybe we just need to do some that's been going to be my goal is we're going to really on the songs i'm choosing we're going to really do some diving in because we do take a look at the lyrics but we're going to try to come to some sort of a head as to whether or not there's any significance in the thought that he or she is expressing. Value. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I, music is a language uh, in and of itself, even if you're not speaking, you know? And, and I think it's, it's, I am trying to, to understand that language. I'm not saying I'm a great player by any means, but I am trying to hear what you're trying to say with your musical instrument. And I would just like to say that. Because, yeah, it's a little bit less explicit and a little bit more interpretive than, say, uh, lyrics, which sometimes are also pretty interpretive, you know? The best ones, you could argue, have that capacity, you know? I mean... Where it's not just about one thing. I I would agree. And, And as a matter of fact... I would go so far as to say, if you are going to express the one thing, let's make it a good one. Let's make it a complex thing, or let's make it a well-thought thing. Do you know what I'm saying? That It is possible to do what you're saying and, and be blunt, but um, the opposite of, like, Hard Rain's Gonna Fall or something from Bob Dylan, where it's, like, specific but vague, literary, mm-hmm. these loaded terms, you know? So Well... Let me, this is guiding my my choice for today, which is going to be The King of Rock and Roll by Prefab Sprout. Uh, I'm going to just preface it by saying it's a pretty stupid song. Uh, It's the lyrical content is uh, is just vague enough to be appealing to like a young male like me, (laughs) young in quotation marks. Uh, The the chorus itself is, is pretty much absolute nonsense. You know, and that's kind of why I like it, because uh, it leads, it just creates these images in my brain that I feel like maybe are are almost unique to me a little bit. Um, but also I would like to say that lyrics are just one part of a of of a slew of things that all have to come together to to create a recorded piece of music, because like I also mentioned before we started doing this. You know, a recorded piece of music, way different than, say, like a live uh, singer-songwriter in front of you maybe singing their song, you know? Vastly different experience and different things going into there. So, I don't know, let's keep all those things in mind, and should we just, let's just go and do our first song. Dive in. King of rock and roll. What year is this from? Uh, 80s somewhere. It's an 80s jam. Here we go. I'll 
format up. Mm-hmm. Now, I love this song, but I can acknowledge it's pretty stupid. 1988. Full-on 80s production here. But a lot of cool sounds, yeah. Like, I don't know how they're making a lot of these sounds. It's kind of a mystery to me, which I like. I'm unpacking it. There's a lot to unpack. That was my computer. Uh-huh. Ooh. Mm. Okay. King of rock and roll? What is, he, what is he talking about here? I don't know. Hot frog. <laughs> Suede shoes. You know, that's Elvis. So there's like an Elvis vibe. Hot dog. Are these all like Elvis uh, illusions or something? It seems like it. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to see. I, I think this is. Yeah, that's funny. I think this is making fun of the the grandiose perspective of rock and roll. Uh-huh. Like uh, my my hey hey is kind of from Neil Young, where he's it's better to burn out than it is to fade away. Rock and roll is here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet clean the room. Wild chorus. I mean, I wonder. Albuquerque, that's New Mexico. I mean, what the yeah. fuck does that have to do with Elvis? You know, at some point, we're, we're just saying words that sound good. Kind of, I think. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. And I don't, I kind of, I like that. Something about the sonic. And... The syllables, I mean, yeah. that's a aiding. If you're going to say nonsense, you may as well have a good set of syllables and There's a good rhythm phonetic. implied, yeah, yeah, in the words, in the pronunciation. There's melody implied. Yeah, so the king of rock and roll still ends up alone looking at the glory days of what yep. he used to be. Well, or, burnt out. Yeah. I can relate to that. Up from suede shoes to yeah, my like, why, why do I like this shit? This is like just dancey, mindless bullcrap. Well, so it's so antithetical to my like pretentious, uh, right. you know, hardcore leanings. High kicking dandy, fine finger cut line. But the production's cool, man. It the flows. production's really cool. It reminds me of like. Right, that early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, it's 88. Pop, 88. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I just feel like they really nailed it. Like, they perfected this little bubble of music, you know? So much is going into this recording, you know? Oh, I mean, you Not can tell the they're band. aiming for the pop charts. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, 20 more seconds. Yeah, yeah, and then like the uh, the outro where the lead singer like vamps a little bit over it. It's like cliche as fuck. Well, so yeah, I think though. It's yeah. I mean, it's tough because <laughs> silly. I mean, kind of going back to what you were saying about there's something different about putting that on. And let's say like whatever the if the lead singer was over here right now and we're like, hey, play your play your hit, <laughs> yeah, play we your think one he's hit. A joke. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, or maybe he'd like wink at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe it'd be like he'd be saying it with a smile. Like because yeah. I, I that's the thing is I think that that's what's weird sometimes about tone, right? Where that could be full fledged sarcastic. Uh, the, 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 I just read that it's a companion song to this other song called "Cars and Girls." I see. So you can already see the landscape. They're sort of just painting with those two ideas. And I'm yeah. not saying that someone hasn't written a song called "Cars and Girls" that was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I love the ladies and I love my car." Like that's happening still in if country my music. My car's gonna get the girls exactly. Too. But there is. I think it'd be foolish of us to assume that that song wasn't tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, gotcha. And, you know, and and there also might be a major distinguishing factor if they were playing it in the same room. I'll tell you something interesting, speaking of this same topic. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever watched the Piano Man video by Billy Joel. Don't think so. Um, very iconic song, you know, whatever. Everybody yeah. fucking knows that song. But the point of the story is the Video Man shines the thing in a whole different light. I see. It makes it seem like it's more Randy Newman and less like, hey, check out how hard I had it when I went and sang in these bars and yeah. like, sing us a song, you're the piano man, god damn it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's this different vibe of like, fucking losers and bums and I'm a fucking loser and a bum and the bum behind the bars thinks he's a hot shot but you know what I'm saying it's like mm -hmm. it's more winking yeah. than the song's tone the song's tone is like well keep it in the black we've got it like hey Billy we need a hit from you and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean I've yeah. just got a string section in it or what are we doing here you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. that's the way it comes across to me as a hokey song yeah but I think that if you give Billy Joel a little credit, it's like, I don't think he's glorifying any of, you know what I mean? Or I don't think he's, he's aware. Yeah. And I think it is tongue in cheek. I think it is sarcastic. I think, how do you get across sarcasm in a song? It's kind of tricky. Like what if that's, full-fledged sarcasm it doesn't sound like it to me but mm -hmm. i feel like it must be right yeah it's uh, it's almost too absurd like you you can't imagine that they were making this song and were taking it uh, super seriously or whatever you yeah. know it's like they have to on some level recognize that this is a little silly well and i think too by the 80s i guess my overarch point with this is by the 80s people have looked at the music industry and laughed and mm. thought what a joke and and you know what i'm saying and like saw elvis presley die on a toilet and you know what i mean wow. saw the saw the black people that he stole from with even less dignity than elvis died with you know what i'm saying so mm. it'd be no surprise to me that people english pop band Prefab Sprout. Yeah, Prefab Sprout was was also poking fun at that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're definitely referencing the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. I mean, how can we not? 
And I mean, yeah, if you really look at his, his legacy, I guess, you know, it's like young boys looking up to this guy and like aiming for him and his status, you know, aiming to be the king, aiming to be the, the hot shot, you know, getting all the ladies and stuff. It's definitely like uh, there's a message, you know, it's not just total random nonsense as much as it kind of uh, it uses, I think, total random nonsense to make its point. You know, which is like uh, hot dog and shit. Well, that's the yeah. thing is I'd love to find out because I think it's really, again, we could sit here and we could say, oh, they just threw Albuquerque in because it'd be funny. And if that's the case, I kind of fucking good. love it. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of, but if there's actually like, well, the first such <laughs> yeah. and such came, yeah. like the guy who wrote Blue Suede Shoes was from <laughs> yeah. Albuquerque. Totally. You know what I'm saying? That could just be a legitimate fact. Yeah, may, I wonder if there's any relation to uh, Albuquerque Elvis. You know, maybe there's a big, uh, he lived there, grew up there, born there, had a big show there. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean is I feel like it's easy to just sort of say, you oh, know. Oh, hot dog. Well, hot dog, jumping frog, Albuquerque. Like, um. So that I feel like is the hot dog since hound dog. Like hound that's kind dog. of where I'm putting. Okay, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's so a little bit more thought going into this than we uh, we we maybe seems at maybe, first. Yeah, yeah maybe. I know. It's like and then, we're, then we're, now we're just like digging into the bedrock and like well, pretending we're finding golden treasure. That's sort of what ultimately. The, that's where, in my mind, the value lies. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, how much of this fucking bedrock can we chip away <laughs> at? Because yeah. it's like, sure, it's everything's stupid if it's just stupid or whatever. You know what I mean? Or ever, you know, it's well, like, I don't know. I, that's how I view everything. Well, I understand. It's Jay, all dumb. Uh, I just seem. Yeah. It seems to be that there's the two lives. There's like the life of whatever the gentleman's name is that wrote this prefab sprout song and then there's the life that we're sort of either throwing darts at the life he gave it but also projecting some of our own onto it and you know what i mean our darts right our darts exactly exactly so you can't help but do the second thing and sometimes you do get lucky and land on the first thing but that's no measure for the definitive nature of the song i'm sort of speaking to how much can you do that or how different of a person can from us can do that or get mm-hmm. something out of it. What what does it conjure for you? You said some yeah. of these phrases really stand out to you and like sort of give you imagery or give you like what was this yeah. song initially to you? Well, you know, yeah, imagery, you know, it really I just like I said, I feel like it captures exactly what it's going for, you know? And then it's like when I hear that, immediately I'm like, "Oh, you kind of achieved what you were trying to get." And I'm like, that on its by itself, I'm like, I'm proud of you, you know? I'm like, that's impressive. If you can, you know, as in a studio in 1988 or whatever, you know, you can kind of nail your sound. I'm like, hey, okay, I'll, I'll give it another listen, <laughs> you know? Uh, a lot of times I feel like people, they're not even getting what they're going for. And I'm like, maybe that's just my perception, but I'm like, you kind of, you fell short. It happens, you know? Recorded music's tough because what you're sort of saying is like, hey, reach inside this box and only pull out the tools that are necessary for this box. In a way, I know you don't agree with that, but the sound that that is, like you and I could pull up logic and make that right now. I know what those are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, some of those like patches or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And and I just mean like, it'd be like us going, let's make a soul song. Well... 
it might be in a six eight feel. <laughs> yeah. It might it might Let's have look up how to write a soul song. That, do you Google. know what I'm saying? It's got yeah. some busy rhythm, but at the same time, bass is groovy. Jingle, guitar. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think we could horns that are kind of. You think we could pull something off like like that? I uh. say that because we know the tools. We yeah. know the coloring, the lines to color inside. It's like the interesting part is when we go, oh, what if it's like a country soul song, like Tennessee Whiskey, mm-hmm. where we take "I'd Rather Go Blind" and David Allen Coe's. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh. that to me is sometimes where you get. Uh, I, I love genre music, but I just what I'm saying is I'm not going to necessarily celebrate anybody for the full synthesization of a genre or the full actualization of a genre. Because to me, those are just a given set of tools. That's why anytime any decade <laughs> you put on the radio, there's nine of the same songs because they go, oh, that dubstep drop and that sound effect Put it in a Taylor Swift song. Mm-hmm. Put it in a Florida, Florida Georgia Line song. Fuck, put it in a Kendrick Lamar song. You know what I'm saying? It like yeah. it, it hits Bruno Mars. It hits the whole, and that's why I'm a bit hesitant to get, like, I agree they knocked that sonic palette out of the park, but we could throw in a Duran Duran album and we might have... The same a, effect. Yeah, it might have yeah. the same effect or we might think it was cheesy or we might think it was a little too boy bandish or something. Well, you know? that's just my initial impression. You know, that that's just... I'm trying to get, get into my process here, gotcha. essentially. Uh, you know, because that is, for me, initial impression. I'm like, all right, we are in it. They nailed their sound. Let's see what else they have to offer, you know? And what else they have to offer i don't know is obscure lyrics i guess i'm, I'm sort throw of on that. another song because they're one hit wonder let's just hear what one more of their songs from the same albums like. okay well we you want I mean? we want the cars and girls right do they have cars and girls I, I don't know if he actually released that one yeah yeah oh hell yeah that's like the only other song i know by them it's not as good i don't like it as much at all yeah i mean this is like I feel like I'm like a teenage girl in like my bedroom. And those are just the chords that are doing that for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 already. And also the ba, ba, ba. And this is like, oh, the guy on the poster on my see, wall, yeah. you know, like is hovering over my bed, kind of like looking at me in the eyes. Uh. There's no way that this isn't that on purpose. Uh, yeah. I feel like it has to yeah, be, that's man. That's great. I mean, I love that. Okay, well, I don't, I don't want to dominate it with pre... But yeah, we got a little taste of that. I mean, I love and I love being self-referential. You know, it really turns me off when I feel like somebody is like so blind that they have like no idea that what they're doing has already been done or something. You know, that really is a yeah, huge turn you, off for don't me. Don't you think that that's a little bit um, like your Mountain sh- Brews song? Or no, well, I was gonna say it's a little hubristic, where it's like, how do you know what these people have considered and what they haven't considered? I really don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, right. I think that coming at it like that is like this is what. And I don't mean to draw like a not a, a false parallel. I'm the critic. Here. This hubris is my bedrock. I get it. Once I get again, it. bedrock. I, um, I, it's like watching a movie and thinking that something wound up there by accident. And I know that does happen, but I'm just saying, like, not in a Kubrick movie. You yes, know what I'm saying? Not to the so, masters. Uh, so, like, Hitchcock uh, movie. Yeah. So, and uh, some of that stuff, it makes me really wonder, like, how. Yeah. Like, how much should I get to know this artist to give him a little credit to think that they're smart enough to know 
You know what I'm saying? Totally. Because, totally. like, Father John Misty wears that on his sleeve. That's part of his act. Uh-huh. Right? That he's like, look, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know you see the white guy behind the piano or the white guy with the acoustic. I know what you're going to say. Like, And, you know, he flips that a little by doing that. But Yeah, he's aware of it. You right. know, he's a, he's like, that's what I love about him. He's aware. He's like, I get it. He's like, this has already been done, uh, it's essentially, you know. So you have to explicitly state that in your act for Brandon to like it. In know? 2020? <laughs> in 2020, yes. Yes. Unless, you know, you're, you're on some other path, you know, unless you're really trying for something special and unique. Uh, yeah, you 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 gotta you gotta wink at me, otherwise I don't know. You gotta send me those signals, you know. I think it's like a good a good example of what we're talking about is Quentin Tarantino, where uh-huh. I couldn't name you all the references, and I love film, yeah. like I love film, but he's a fucking film nerd. Mm-hmm. So there are just so many over my head references and shit I'll just never even have access to a fucking <laughs> yeah. some Italian exploitation film from 79 I, that is only on tape print like I just don't you know what I'm saying or even but, like anime and shit like that yeah but when I watch it I sort of I'm fully aware oh this guy knows more than me uh-huh. like so that does something to the experience uh-huh. when you're giving that person that benefit of the doubt so absolutely because you're kind of putting them on a pedestal. You're like, oh, I'll go along with the decisions you're making, you know, because I'm going to assume you have a, a good reason for making them, you know, mm-hmm. that in 20, 30 minutes you're going to validate that choice for me or something. That's what I'm getting. Uh, well, let's, you got a song? Let's let's move on. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. I feel uh, like we, we so hit Prefab Sprout pretty well. Yeah, one of my favorite bands just put out an album on Friday. Oh, snap. Dawes. Oh wow! Uh, so they put out an album. Attention. It's called "Good Luck with Whatever," and I was either thinking we could take a look at the title track "Good um, Good Luck with Whatever," or there's a song on there called "Between the Zero and the One" mm-hmm. that I think is um, uh, like I I think is. I'd love to go over the lyrics with you and see what you think about that. Okay. So, should I just pull them up over here on my thing? Yeah. Are we doing between the zero and the one? Yeah, let's do that. One. Okay. Well, while we're looking, what uh, what's good about Dawes? Like, you know, what what what, what am I expecting? Give well, me give so, me like a great question. Set it up. I think that Dawes is tricky because you could sort of call it like dad rock. It's like medium tempo. Like, it's, I have a tough time showing people Dawes because mm-hmm. the song's like, it's like you're in your car driving a couple hours at night, you might throw this fucker on. You know what I mean? And Heard. I say that to say the man, Taylor Goldsmith, the songwriter, is just one of the best songwriters working today, I think. And the reason I think that is he just, he, there's never a wasted lyric uh, with any of his songs. They're always driving towards the point. They're always there's always a good two or three lines that stand out that you're like, ah, oh, shit, man, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. He's like really reflective, really, you know what I'm saying, self-aware. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of good stuff on this album in particularly that is pretty self-aware. Mm-hmm. Like he's battling with sort of being a man in his mid to late 30s that has put all his chips in the middle for a medium rock band. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I think that there's 
some of that going on in his brain. I think they feel lucky to know that they have a following, but I think they feel like in any other time that maybe they wouldn't because it's like such a, they probably will never have a hit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's how it's like. I don't, but. And they express that, it sounds like, in the music in some way. I think like that, that, I think that, that they went through that earlier, oh. you know, when this is like their sixth or seventh album. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Man, they went through that after their fourth one where they <laughs> yeah. were like, you know what I'm saying? And then they fucked around a little bit and tried to get off, you know, a little experimental with their We're All Gonna Die album. Then they came back with Passwords that was a bit more of a maybe return to form, medium mm-hmm. rock band with mm-hmm. some brothers that harmonized. But it's been interesting to just see his progression as a songwriter. Sometimes I was telling you this kind of like a while back. If you get me, I'm in with you. Like if 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 you grab me, if you hook me, I'll follow you till you're fucking OD and and you're putting out nonsense. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to yeah. know. I'm like I'm with you. Yeah. You've won me over. And this Taylor fella, he's won me over. Like he, I trust him. You know what I'm saying? And I think that his intentions as a songwriter would be that of mine if I were in his position, which is like constantly growing constantly looking at some of these masters like Warren Zevon and, you know, Bob Dylan and even like the lesser knowns like a Mark Knopfler or a Jackson Brown, some of the heavy hitters, but they're not as big as the Neil Young's or something of the world. But I just think that I'll be interested to hear what your take is on the song. And I think that there's enough sort of latitude there or longitude that we can like maybe either figure something out or it might be just an interesting conversation. So yeah, yeah, okay. Well, uh, I got the lyrics pulled up. I'll try and uh, I'll try and examine this song from uh, a perspective that uh, appreciates like uh, the I, the strength of the song. The strength of the song is uh, the is the the lyrical uh, content, the songwriting content. The arrangement, uh, I mean, what, what, like the, the they're tone. They're capable musicians, man. The tone of they're, the music. They're yeah. capable musicians. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, like, on one hand, you could say this is like a lot of things you heard. But on yeah. the other hand, this is also just kind of committed to this weird medium rock, slow, fucking thoughtful. Like, mm-hmm. imagine this. The first thoughtful shit you're doing is very personal and hard on your sleeve. Like, I've thought about the things I did that wronged this past lover. And, like, that's what's interesting to him as, or to me, draws me to him as an early songwriter. Now he's getting to this more abstract thing of, like, okay, how do I convey an idea through narratives that maybe aren't directly what I've experienced? But, like, he's a writer now. He's really... Not just your average, here's my heart on my sleeve, my feelings yeah. with my guitar. Yeah, this I mean, that's like, great. Yeah, so it's a, just... Because a diff- that gets tiring. I agree. You know? I agree. And like you said, I there, I can kind of cut it two ways. One, I do feel like you, where it's like you better bring something new, a little humor or like a little like poignancy or something. Awareness. But, yeah, but like the other is thing is important. like I could get took away, I could get taken away by a performance. Yeah. Like if you are fucking like 
performing and like giving it to me, your lyrics could be questionable. I might not even care about that at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I might just be like, oh, you've got me. Like you've even through a recording. That has happened. Yeah. That has happened. No. That has certainly not, happened. And, you say performance, and I'm thinking like live, this guy's dancing in your face, and you're like, whoa. Well, it's kind of getting to, what you're trying to put out. It's important, to, though, because it's a performance on the record. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to do something. Oh, you're totally. not just singing. Like, you listen to Good Golly, Miss Molly. That's a fucking performance, mm -hmm. you know? However, it's also a badass melody. You know what I mean? Good God, you know what I mean? It's like getting after it. So yeah, it's doing both. Yeah. Being in tune is like step one. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Emoting is steps two through ten. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> precisely, yeah. precisely. Yeah, it's a great okay. way to Okay, okay. Uh, here we go. Between the zero and the one. All right. Okay. <laughs> You know, uh, Father John Misty's producer for his first three albums, Jonathan Wilson? Yeah. He made Dawes' first two or three albums, I too. I see. They're all good pals. I really love the way that Jonathan Wilson makes the record sound, man. Me, too. He really gets something cool going. This one was by Dave Cobb, I think. I see. Has he done anything else famous? Lots of stuff, yeah. yeah I'll, we'll get into that here in a second. That's cool. Okay. Arrangement stuff. Oh. Definitely like some Billy Joel kind of vibe. I can feel that. Lyrical content, pretty cool. So now we're getting those opposites, not the whisper, not the bangings, not the person you were, the person you become. I see. Out so, between the zero and the one. Big statement there, I'd say. Yeah. It's uh, heavy-handed philosophy, but also yeah. fun. Or like, you know what I mean? It's not like, get out the blackboard, kids. And you know what I mean? It's thought-provoking. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty big statement about about my my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, notice too the first verse he's talking about the Ouija board and the second yeah. verse he's talking about the tarot cards. Okay, so we've got uh, these things are all for for determining the future, the past, uh, trying to examine reality through beyond our physical means. Crystals and stuff. Yeah. Look at that too. How she's been looking for deliverance from something she'll never grasp. So we're always reaching for something. We're always trying, searching for something. But where's the life actually at? In the search, I guess. I also just like the way this rhythm's coming, like, ah, 
The vocals are really like uh, syncopated. Yeah, guiding our our, our arrangement yes. uh, as a whole. Like they're not afraid to just play a goddamn verse. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and then it might cut. And do that da da, but you know what I'm saying? I haven't had a ton of time with this album, but. They are fine and they are not. Just like everybody else. Yeah, like everybody else. Then your final chorus. Final chorus, yeah. So it's definitely not, it's not necessarily, if you were shallow, like doing a shallow listen to this, that's totally fine, but I wouldn't see why you would. Yeah. You know what I mean? The enjoyment of it is in the message, is in determining like the, what they're trying to say, what they're trying to put out. Yeah. I mean, he's giving you the tools, like... Like you said, he's talking about things where people are trying to figure out either the past and talk to someone who maybe died, who they left some things unresolved or whatever, then the person who wants to know their future and is constantly worrying about this, that. You know, the tarot cards and the Ouija board, even though they're directly being referenced, the deck and the board itself and where they're moving the piece you know, those could simply be metaphors for fucking going to a dead person's Facebook or something yeah. or going to, you know what I'm saying? The tarot card is just a metaphor in my mind for someone who's wanting signs or looking they want for answers. Yes, they want answers. And I do like a good poignant one liner. Yeah. You know, uh, which in this case would be. Uh, the only life you're going to live is out between the zero and the one. Mm -hmm. I think there's also something to be said about sort of the quantifying nature and what quantified things mean with regards to the nuance of a human life mm -hmm. and shit like that, too. Because so. we can't. We're, yeah, we're, we're never going to be that solid zero or one or and whatever. Maybe zero's birth and one is death. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, well, also, and, and the, the third verse also is talking about, like, superstitions. She right. must take the superstitions for the excuses that she needs, keep explaining her condition to the few friends she could keep. I mean, it, what it comes off to me like is uh, a lot of people, it seems like they're looking for answers, they're looking for, but they're looking in these sort of, like, non-physical places, you know? They're looking in th sort of these metaphysical kind of spiritual places, you know? They're using tarot cards, they're using the Ouija board, they're uh, uh, falling back on superstitions, you know? All these things trying to get answers, all these things they're using to try and explain why their life is the way it is, you know, or like why they can't let go, why they can't, uh, you know, why, aren't they, why they aren't happy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I, and then the chorus, I think he's like, yo, it's not... 
it's 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 these like the uncertainty is something you have to get used to. You know, the uncertainty is like part of the deal. Yeah, that's that's all it is, and you're trying to quantify it. You know, whether you're using the zeros and the ones and math and science, or using these sort of superstitious uh, metaphysical means, you're trying to like quantify it. You're trying to write it all down. You're trying to solidify it all. But it's like that that ain't that ain't how it is. Right. You know? I think that like the cliche quote for this song is like, it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So I also do think there is something like interesting that he does use a well, you notice how you were just looking through those verses? Yeah. Like, those are fucking, those are three solid-ass verses. Oh, totally. I mean, like, not even just in their prose with how they're A-B-A-B and hard as fuck with some good rhymes that you've never really fucked with, um, but also how, I mean, what's the, again, boom, Ouija board. Okay, I feel you. Boom, tarot cards. Okay, boom, superstitions. Like, come on. It's like so well done. It's mm-hmm. just well crafted. Yeah, we're song. focused. Yeah, it's well focused songwriting. Uh, yeah, very cool. <laughs> Folks, here's the thing. Part of musical propaganda, it takes a plot twist halfway <laughs> in. All right, and Brandon's sort of anti-plot twist at this point, that's but that's fine. A I still plot lo- twist. Plot twist. No, I'm pro, pro plot twist. I just I like having that, that that beginning, you know, the coherent beginning. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Now you know Let's the listeners. The rails listeners have all died off at this point. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we we can do whatever we want. You know, we're free. Uh, so I've lit some weed. We're gonna get high and listen to a couple tunes and, and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we probably won't go too much longer. Maybe we got like 15 minutes or something. I, I got a poker night to get you to tonight. You fucker. Well, you also got Caroline and whatever. I told her 8 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a bike, though. So I guess let, let me throw on a little, uh, little smoky music. How about that? Perfect. But go ahead and give me your take on that Dawes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. While you get a little high here. My take is that on any given piece of music, recorded piece of music specifically, this is towards recordings, that there are a number of things all coming together, as I stated earlier. I think one of those things... Is a, is the lyrical content, the message, you know? And obviously it's like, when it's a message that I agree with, uh, that's great. I put on the wrong song. Uh, but at the same time, if you really want to get me hard, you know, if you really want to... My, my dick, hard. Yeah, uh, from a song. It's, it's yeah, I mean, the, it's when all those things are coming together, uh, all those aspects of a recorded piece of music... We're talking about a recorded piece of music in specific, and I want to sort of be more like uh, specific about that in the future. Well, I, I'm, keep going, but I want to push back on this some more. It's yeah, it's it's both. It's the lyrical content. It's the way the lyrics are being delivered. You know. Okay. At the same time, it's uh, 
it's this awareness, you know, of what of what's happening right now, of what already exists, you know, of what I have already heard. Because I think if you're if you're putting out music that that me that, that sounds like music that I've already heard, you know, uh, I think maybe you're not aiming it at me. I think that's how it is, you know. You're aiming it at somebody else. Um, but yeah, you know, the production. Uh, all the things that go into, you know, creating a recorded piece of music. Like, I'm looking for stuff that has all those at 10, you know? And, I mean, that's me being a critic. That's me having a high yeah, bar. Yeah, but this is a lie. We asked, uh, we ten, we asked to fuck at our home studio audience, and they determined it was a lie. Fleet Foxes. Yeah. Why well, did they pass? Why does, like, what... I'm not saying they pass. Uh, I have my because I have criticisms of them as well, you know. And, and I'm just giving the, my criticism right now. Uh, when this. you say on ten, you mean like the musicality better be nuts. Yeah. The fucking well, see, I just don't. Yes, yeah. I just the, don't. The technicality, man, the players, the musicians that, that are playing. That guy will you play know? circles around us. Everyone in that band will play circles around us, but they don't oh, have to absolutely. flex that every time they're playing. Um, I. Uh, I, I know. Once again, I'm not saying they do. Well, I'm just I guess saying what that's I'm like, saying is what specifically that's what I'm with, looking for. Specifically with that song, what didn't you like? Because I, I have a few, I have a few criticisms myself, there and I loved go. the song. I think it's a great song. Weaknesses. I will describe what I perceive as the weaknesses. Weaknesses. Uh, yeah, technicality. Uh, uh, the language of the of the instruments, you know, interacting together. I felt like drum beat. You know, wasn't anything, and oh, I haven't got to re-listen to that. You got to re-listen to that. Breakbeat wasn't anything. I mean, you know, and and maybe like the tone, it came off a little bit '80s to me, a little bit Journey to me, you know. And I'm not a huge fan of that like epic sort of '80s Journey sound. I feel like a lot of that is building off of that like '70s Zeppelin, Good Times, Bad Times kind of sound. But but they sort of made it a little bit. They gave, it took away the balls that that that, that track kind of has, you know. I d- so that my criticisms would it's be not say it doesn't have strengths. No, no, my criticisms would be the actual, not maybe the sound of the recording, but the vibe of the recording. Like I don't like the, like, there's a couple instances. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to really articulate this. It's a little like wispy, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, but it's, like, not pretty enough to where I'm, like, ah. It's, like, in this, like you say, this kind of chorusy 80s land that feels, like, cheesy to me. Mm-hmm. And that's my only criticism. However, I know these guys, they can play. Yeah. Like, I mean. I don't doubt that. I don't, I mean, I don't doubt that at all, you know. And that's, you know, Frank Zappa made plenty of songs that I think are great that are easy to play, you know. Uh, but he's not known for that, though. I mean, well, them aren't, aren't all his famous songs like the silly ones with the silly lyrics and stuff, you know. But yes, he is known as sort of this like mad scientist, uh, fast lines, you know, like crazy stuff. I mean, that stuff has value, but you can't rely on just that. Also, you know, I agree. That that's just one area, you know. And like people like you know Yngwie Malmsteen or whatever, yeah, they excel in that one area. But in the other area of of say expression, you know, of say uh, arrangement, you know, of even say like the production of the of the recording, you know, because it's like it's it sounds like shit I've already heard. Yeah. You know? Well, 
I. That's that's the weakness of that shit. The message too. The weakness of Yingwei Malmsteen is the message is fucking dumb. Right. The message right. is just I, like I'm an epic badass. Sure. And no, I, I certainly. I mean, like. It's I art. Bet, the message is a huge deal. It really is. That's why lyrics are so important. Your instrument and your vo- voice. Your instrument has a voice, and your instrument is an extension of your personality when it's at its best. Right, or it's an extension of whatever personality you're trying to get across. So that's our opinion, and I agree with it. But that not, is my opinion. Not I'm everybody's not trying to put their personality in their voice. That's not even required. I don't like when people don't put their personality in their voice. I agree. I agree. But that's I'm why saying I like that's, your, your singing. Thank you. I, I think that honestly, that's why I'm drawn to you as a performer as well, because I can see well, that you are trying to be yourself. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, I don't think that's a prerequisite, nor do I think that that's the only way. I prefer that way as well. Yeah, we but, like that. But what I, would, what I would say, too, what I'm bringing this up as, is I think that as someone who spent time with that band, I bet if you threw that song back on and we took each verse and we did, all right, let's listen to the bass and the drums for this verse, I guarantee you'd be like, oh, because they do have their own personalities. And they really do. Like, the bass player is really groovy, but he's never going to fill. Do, he's never going to do a drum fill, or excuse me, a bass oh. fill that's not completely in the pocket and just like a payoff after two minutes. or You know what I mean? Yeah. He's really subdued and in the pocket. And I really appreciate that about his bass playing. Uh-huh. Uh, but And it reflects his personality, I think, correct. is what you're trying to say. Correct. And correct. That's a huge Hugely important thing. I can hear all their personalities in me. that band. It's sort of my totally. Thing. I can't. That's my. That's if I'm going to make a criticism, it's because it sounds to me, and after the only one listen, absolutely, that you know, like you almost could have hired studio guitarist A, you know, or studio guitarist number three one nine to play on this, or you know, or studio bassist number seven hundred twenty two. Sure. You know. I think though that that's. One other unique thing about Dawes is although they've switched out a keyboard player and maybe like a lead guitar or a double lead guitar player Mm. throughout their existence here and there, the core group has been Taylor, his brother Griffin on drums, and Wiley on bass. Mm -hmm. And they've been playing together. So the cool thing, it has that blood harmonies thing that you always hear about. Yeah. Where that him and his brother can harmonize really well. Mm. Like, it's scary well. Like, it fits somehow into the same pocket. You know what I mean? It's. But I mean, that makes some sense. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they got a similar construction. That's what I mean. People talk about blood harmonies all the time, Sam. man. You know? I mean, but. Well, okay, then. Give me, is there a Dawes song that's like like the most technical, the most maybe progressive, quote unquote, as in, as in prog rock? Uh, I mean, do they do they have anything in that realm? You know, that's um, like I want to see. Like here's the cool thing about impressive, em. almost for the sake of being impressive. You know, technicality. Um. Well, I, I mean, if that's not their thing, uh, I mean, dude, there's songs. The guy can play solos. I yeah. mean, do you know what I'm saying? If that's yeah. if you want to watch him play it, and they've got albums where he plays guitar solos. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the guy can play solos. You know, so. They've also got like great arrangements in their solos to where, you know, they do some dire straits like or 70s rock, like harmonies, thin Lizzy harmonies. Like there's cool stuff in there, you yeah. know. But um, 
I would say that it's more about the songwriting, mm -hmm. and I would also say like you'll get interesting feels. Like I, the first thing I was gonna say was like um, the song "One of Us," which is the opening song on "We're All Gonna Die," and that song, if you throw that on. You know what it is, and you know... Just throw, try it real quick. Try what, it. What, One what? of Us, Dawes. And Try This has a different sonic. This album, they kind of went out there. They did this with Blake Mills, and Blake Mills is an amazing producer. But check out this intro. Okay. Just One add, in us. reference to the thing we just heard. Let me do a smooth transition here. Pause you that. I am not... Uh, and then we're going to hear One of Us. Check this. One of Us. One of Us. Okay. I mean, that drum sound, you know? All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that just sounds great. That's a great tone, you know? A great. Is that a guitar sound? That's like, maybe? a guitar and keys, I think. I see. The other thing, I'm like, you got that? Is a, there's a great little, that was a great little use of that sound as far as, like, melody goes. You got the vocals mixed all cool and shit. With that fucking, like, blown speaker vibe. And they're also sort of low. They're kind of mixed in yeah. with it, which is I always appreciate. Yeah. And watch this. Um, I want to show you, like, if you get to the Slow third build. verse. Yeah. But look, the production on this shit's nuts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you caught me, and maybe someday I'll look up the lyrics. <laughs> you know? They're great lyrics. But then here's your standard. Okay. Big chorus. Yeah, yeah. See, now we're sort of hitting the, the sort of the journey Boston. Again, kind of again, thing. yeah. I, but how, watch how they get out of it, too. Just that. Da, 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 da. Now, do me a favor. Go to the third verse real quick and watch how they fuck with this groove. I just have time. So that's second verse. Did I miss it? This is like the chorus, I think, so you're good. I'm missing that synth in there. Yeah, yeah, the background. Fuck yeah, dude. Doing sort of that ar arpeggiation. Yes. Sounds like a little clavichord or something. Harpsichord. Dawes, one of us. Lyrics. Now watch how they do this groove on this last verse. It's so subtle, Brandon, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. See, now we're getting noisy. Yeah, baby. Effects, you know? I mean, I love effects. Beetle vocals in the background yes. there. Yeah. That's 
cool. Yeah, I mean, love love the growth. Love the background vocals. Those are really cool, and like uh, the syncopation with the with the lead vocals. Totally. It's also cool to do it the one way that's like da 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 da, da and then the one that's. You know that kind of sixteenth note. Yeah, the, the different background vocals you're saying. Uh, no, they or, completely switched the feel of the third verse. I see. Rather than it's it's real stuttery, real weird. It's cool, dude. Dig, dig, dig. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's its own thing. Uh, you know, it's rock and roll. They're a band, bro. Yeah. You know, they're a fucking band. Why are we always listening to bands? Great question. Well, well it's like, we're always like, oh, this is what it is, you know? And that's It happened just that. cool one time, and then we're like, yeah! I know, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. How do I fight that? Some people know? did some cool shit. But. No, no doubt. Through your band, you know, it's like yeah. you gotta start a band, and then you do that. It's, I think it's like it's music, and every time we try and rein it in, and every time we try and like put it in a box, it just it kicks you in the face, you know. That's just it's the nature of the beast, you know. She's so fickle. That's what I was trying to get at it with genre. Where yeah. It's like the moment you try to be like, I'm a, if you can, like, the, don't get me wrong, the most successful bands, you can play 30 seconds of any of their songs and the person knows what they're getting. Yeah. That's, that's how that goes. But I hate that. I do too. I do too. That's why my band's not like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. Well, l- check out this new Fleet Foxes record. Yeah, hit me with and one. Have uh, you spun it a few times? Yeah. Oh, I've been pretty much been listening to it exclusively for about a week now. Because I don't have any because I don't listen to enough different music, you know? I think we need like a Neil's new music corner, you know? This would have been on it. This yeah. would have been on okay, it. Okay, okay. Well then love that. Yeah, this just came out, twenty twenty. Uh you know, a, a tra- like album like this, I really like Stuff that I can listen to over and over and over again because that's how I listen to music because I'm a psychopath, you know. There are songs that I have heard a hundred times, probably, you know, and it's this song right here. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't know, this stuff that's just like this is so dense, you know, and I'm like, oh, I want to have a ton of shit in there so that because I know that I'm in the future, I'm going to be listening to this a hundred million times, you know, and so. This album, Pleat Foxes, my thought process is kind of like, how did they make this and why does it work, you know? Because it's really the arrangement is not your traditional rock band arrangement, okay? It's very, you know, there's a ton of acoustic instruments, there's a ton of vocals, and there's a, a lot of, it sounds like, a really tasteful, like, p- keyboard work. I don't know. It's just like, I can't distinguish the sounds from each other, you know? I can't determine what instruments are happening and how the sound is is making is is how like how they got to where the sound is you know it's weird uh and why it works so here let's hear uh jara i feel like this because this album comes on really strong right away i feel like and this song specifically is led by kind of just like like a single melody uh it's a very sort of syncopated melody under like a quick kind of like a it's almost like a drum and bass rhythm from the drums, you know? 
I don't know. It's this quick, like, breakbeat. Like, uh, you'll see. You'll see. Here we go. Sweet little syncopated. They isolated that for you. Because it's coming back. And we're just a melody musically right now. But there's some air beneath it. And a lot of vocals. Big drawn out bass tones. But I don't even notice the bass. Like, it doesn't sound like a bass guitar, you know? It just sounds like low stuff. <laughs> And that melody, we're still in that melody. I'm picking it up. But like, what are the instruments? 12 string guitar? Electric I feel like bass. there's so much goddamn guitar that yeah. it's like indiscernible. There's one strumming somewhere. Well, you hear it doing this too. Left, right, 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 Guitars as vocals. Yeah. Because it's noisy. Yeah. It's full. So full. And you know what else? All you're really hearing is the attack of the guitar. You're yeah. not even really hearing the chords. Yeah, I don't know what the chords are. Like, there's no guitar strumming chords, doing cowboy chords. Oh, there's chords. guitar. It's going like... Yeah, I can't determine what it's right. like doing. You can't even hear the chords. All you can hear is the attack. It's like a rhythmic instrument it's almost. It's like a shaker. <laughs> and then in the background, there's that cool intro vocal. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what lofty ideas he's trying to present, you know? If, if I bet if I led the lyrics, I probably wouldn't really like them. Maybe, you know, I'd probably like, it's a little gay. <laughs> or fruity, I'm sorry. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. Just like, yeah, like hippie, hippie. Like I can't stand that hippie shit. Yeah. That's why I don't really get it. That's why I liked, like, Helplessness Blues the most. Yeah. I felt like that was, like, at least weirder than just the hippie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <gasps> that fucking... Well, that's, yeah, Helplessness Blues. They grew away from it, you know? They matured. And I think this is a continuation of that maturation. It's definitely cool. Yeah. And, like... You're right. The drums and the song. Here's what's here's okay. So like, if we were to just break it down and just pretend like you were saying, like it was a full band. Yeah. Like, 
even the neutral milk thing where it's like a distorted guitar or fuzz guitar, I still don't think it's ever as cool as what you're going to get there with just like, what the fuck is this cacophony of sounds? You know what I mean? Yeah. That are still pushing this rhythmic melody and still like, because you can tell it's like all there, whether it's bomb, 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 or bomb, bomb with the bass, or janga da danga da ganga da ganga da gang, you know, whatever. It's all accounted for. Yeah. And you're just like you said, what the fuck instruments are these? Like, I know. I mean, I could hear a guitar attack, but like you said, you can't really discern the chords. I view that as an accomplishment. I'm like, you pulled off something sweet and you made something unique, you know, and like, I live for that shit. I suckle it up like sweet, sweet nectar. I'm like, ah, unique thing. That's so sweet. And it's and it's like hippie and dippy like me. That's even better. You know, it's talking about loving the trees and the clouds and stuff. I love the trees and the clouds. Me too. Yeah, I walk around Forest Park stoned out of my mind, highly caffeinated. And I play this and I'm like a forest nymph. Understand. I'm like, but that's escapism. I don't really get. I don't really. Go Dawes is about s- your actual life. <laughs> yeah, I don't really go to songs for that. You yeah, know? yeah. I feel like I don't know. It's interesting. I do think a lot of songs can be escapism, even if you are relating to them. You know, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I don't know. Songs are weird, man. I guess like I look up and I see like. The Hold Steady, and I see Randy Newman CDs, you know what I mean? And those are just, like, two people that are just, like, lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean but, all, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I admire that it's, like, it's w- w- weighted in realism, you know, and in, like, like other people. Didn't, didn't, um, mm-hmm. didn't one of, um... Didn't one episode I do that Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis, the Tom Waits song? Oh, no, I did fucking Burma Shave. Shave. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I should have done Christmas card. We'll do that one next time. Yeah, we've got plenty of time for Tom Waits. Folks. Uh, Yeah, I guess that uh, that about does her up. I think, like, if you made it this far, what the fuck? Oh, you did great. Yeah, I mean, for real, I really appreciate that. I hope that you're doing well out there, whoever you are. Here is our big finale. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Look. We are technologically advanced. We're from a future where you don't need pants. Just a suit. Just for you. Everybody wears the same clothes where I'm from. We show unity. We're not dumb. We're quite intelligent. We invented warp drive. Now me and you feeling alive. On the marijuana joint. He gave you an I would never give you an infected bioport. I'm your best friend from the New York. I mean, new New York. That's right. Because we're in a new world tonight. There's a light shining from above. The shape of a saucer, a saucer of love. Gonna take you and beam me up into my hub. Mothership, that's love. Hey, look, hey, look. Neil's Music Corner coming soon. Hey, gonna do it. Coming soon to you, bringing it to your world. We're gonna download also, all also, the new data. Also, also musical be proper data ganja. Music Star Trek. proper ganja. Music Thanks, guys. Love you. Ganja. <laughs> we had something good there for a moment. 
I got too high. No, 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 not at all. Remember when we did Real Love Baby? Yes. COVID Baby? COVID Baby. That made me look really good in front of a cute (laughs) girl. Hey, hey, hey. Look. No, we don't have to keep talking about it. I forgot. Um, I do got to say... What you got it filmed or? No, I, ha- I said I have a girlfriend. Uh, oh, but no, oh. what? What? <laughs> yeah, say it. Say it. Say it. No, I was gonna say that uh, I picked some other song, and I'm glad you chose that one because that was a great choice. Oh and yeah, I felt like uh, felt like that was a a true moment where we all got to align. Yeah. And uh, it was great. Yeah. I I Those always promote that sort of activity on stage, and I. Uh, that's why, because man, it can get really yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, it really, you know? uh, I, uh, really was amazed. With that's the thing. The it's like you said. The last thing I'm trying to do is be like, "Here, I'm Neil. I'm going up here and I'm doing my song super serious." You know, like, yeah. listen to these songs that I wrote for you. Because that's not that would that would be dishonest. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care about that. Yeah, like, I just that's so fucking. That's probably why I'm not a successful musician. But no, that's no, fine. I don't. I mean, I just mean the... you know, in the more modern sense of the word or something you know it's a lot of work man it's like your job that you have now imagine if you did that but you just did music <laughs> you know oh, trust me i have imagined like it. that's that's frank zappa i mean 10 hours a day baby making music i think i could put eight in a day do it you think i should Hell yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I think that you should. I definitely think you should. The future is made of music. Future is vibrations, man. In the future, none of us are gonna work. We'll have robot slaves cleaning up the place. We can make music in our spare time. We can feel better than we do now. We don't need pills to stay alive in the future. I can go eight hours a day That's right. on the logic and the pro tools. Hey, hey, probably pull out some MIDI drums, mellotrons and other things that are pretty fun. <laughs> you know what? Gonna plug in my guitar now and go like, The future you know? is vibrations. The future is alive. The future is my nation. The future is going to thrive. Thrive on musicality and art. When do we start? I want to start today. Start tomorrow. Start it now. Why even try and waste your time? Borrow time. Make it go. You should probably fucking vote. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Whatever. Just kidding. You should definitely vote. <laughs> for the future. For, for the, the future, future. For the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely vote. Yeah. Please vote, please, please, please vote for the future. Great. Does that even up? Oh, I turned master down. Sorry. Because you blew my pod. Bye-bye. You blew my pod. What the hell am I supposed to do while they're... Okay, yeah, that's a bad one. See, I know, that's so bad. You blew my pod. There you go. Done. Bye. I have to go.